Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. It's the Relevant Podcast. It's an It's the week of Friday, May 28th, 2010. This is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang. Joining me here in our Orlando, Florida studios is none other than the very lovely Maya Strang. Hello. Ryan Ham will be joining us in a minute. He had He's to go... out there hamming it up. Oh, my. <laughs> he had to no? write a slice, and apparently it's taking a long time. For this or for the website? I think the website. Okay. Yep. Joining us on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, is the one and only Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And on the other Skype line, we have two, mm. is Lloyd Kinsley, all the way from London, England. Hello, America and <laughs> other nations. Let's say other people, Canadians listen. We have quite a few Canadian listeners. We'll just, we'll just put them under the America umbrella. <laughs> oh, Jesse. <laughs> wow. They're kind of like our Puerto Rico, right? Yeah, exactly. Soon enough. <laughs> oh, wow. Didn't we get a lot of hate back the last time yes. we, we yes. spoke with such disdain? Yes. Um, I, I'm still bitter about um, Stanley Cup. Or no, the Olympics. The Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> so some sport we don't care about in America, but we wanted to win anyway. Yeah. We just want to win all of them. Yeah. It's like it's like World Cup coming up. I want America to win, but not because I care. Just because I want America to win. <laughs> you know? I, I want well. America to win because other countries care. You know, oh man, hopes and dreams may fill your heart, but that's not going to get the, the uh, ball in the back of the net, my friend. That's a t shirt. Hopes and dreams may fill your heart, but that's not going to get the ball to the back of the net, my friend. That's a t shirt. Yeah, Lloyd speaks, uh, his smack talk is, is so sounds uh, like a greeting card. Yeah, exactly. yeah, I'm not very good at it. I should get maybe they should be quicker and maybe have a few more like aggressive words in them. <laughs> no, but it's very polite. It's very, it's very English. Because in America, we were just like, "You guys suck. We're gonna win." Yeah. <laughs> uh, just joining us, Ryan Ham just walked in. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, everyone. I said you were hamming it up, and apparently that was a really bad joke. It, like tumbleweed <laughs> rolled awesome. through the office oh, after yeah. she said that oh, crickets. <laughs> All right, we have a very fun podcast for you today. We have a live in studio performance by Tenth Avenue North coming up later, and we also have a. A Lloyd and Jesse game challenge thing. Well, really, th- this one will only have one winner, though, and that's the listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's not even really a game. It's just a, it, a segment that they cooked up. Yeah. So I just found out about it. It should be pretty good. So that's coming up later, too. But up first, your entertainment releases. We have some interesting selections. Music coming out on Tuesday, June 1. June 1 being the exact 10-year anniversary of the date Relevant Media Group started. I know. June 1, 2000. 10 years. Yep. So to celebrate, go out and buy Jack Johnson's new album, To the Sea. No, don't. Yeah, only only if you have dubious taste. Uh, See, I was going to say something positive about it then. I'm going to just stay quiet now. (laughs) (laughs) An album you can say something positive about. Sleigh Bells is coming out with Treats. That's a great album. Sleigh Bells is the group that opened last week's podcast. It's a pretty epic album. It's a... It's nice of them to come in and open <laughs> Are they that up. Christmas for us. themed? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's a, bit of a, it's a great album. It's a, it's not a good name. 
Yeah, the, I ignore like the name. The Future Heads is coming out uh, with The Chaos, and Radiohead is coming out with In Rainbow's Special Edition. It's a two CD set. They are. They're really, they're really milking that thing. I didn't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> it's on the list. Shoot, I'll, I'll still buy it, and I own it all. One, one uh, CD release that we missed last week was Shad's new album came out on Tuesday. Only in Canada. In though. Canada, yeah. right? That's why we didn't mention it. It's available in the Shad's. Canadian iTunes Store. Shad is a rapper, oh. S-H-A-D. Oh, not Chad. It's my new hip-hop album, Lloyd. It's not <laughs> yeah, over there in the UK say, yet. Did you say chaps are coming out in <laughs> Canada finally? Oh, yeah. That voice that you just heard is our illustrious producer, Chad Michael Snavely, behind the wall of glass. He has a mic this He's week. He's just brought a new album, everyone. <laughs> Go out and buy it. Uh, movie releases coming out on Friday, June 4th. Um, not too many. Splice, starring Adrian Brody and Sarah Polly. Killers, starring Katherine Heigl and Ashton Kutcher. And, of course, the highly anticipated Marmaduke, starring <laughs> Owen Wilson. You are Wilson. joking. Owen Wilson's really uh, banking on these dog movies. Yeah, I don't get it. Owen Wilson on the dog movies, CG I, movies. Like, I hope he just got paid a ton for that. His brothers, the Owen, the Owen brothers are going down. <laughs> yeah, he's right? one step away from Verizon commercials. <laughs> like, honestly, he's like... <laughs> he do has he done anything good for a while? Rival. If he, I mean, if he does one more animal film, he is the new Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Owen Wilson? <laughs> yeah. Owen Except he was never at Eddie Murphy's level. How dare you? You know? <laughs> All right, that'll do it for your entertainment releases. All right, time for slices. All right, Jesse, what you got? All right, so a little while ago we did, uh, we talked about the worst uh, food in America from, from like a chain restaurant. It was that Uno Pizza. Yep. Um, well, now they've just released, uh, Men's Health Magazine found the worst beverage in America. And this is something, that, this is not like something hard to find. It's not like a chain restaurant, okay? So the worst beverage in America has over 2,000 calories. Come on. 131 grams of fat and oh. 153 grams of sugar. Um, in how many ounces? Uh, it's it's an extra large, and it is a uh, milkshake from Cold Stone. It's that's, 24 ounces. That's not oh, a beverage, though. My gosh, that's a dessert. It it is the equivalent. <laughs> Same thing. It it is the equivalent in saturated fat of 68 strips of bacon. <laughs> oh. Wow. <laughs> the sugar equivalent of 30 Chewy Chips Ahoy cookies, which I, I think is doable. Yeah, 68 that. strips of bacon no one can do. Oh, I think man. Someone make cookies. me a, a, a streaky bacon milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> what if what if you were approached outside of a Cold Stone and told, for the same price, I will give you 68 strips of bacon? <laughs> like, would anyone not do that? Yeah, who wouldn't take the bacon? Oh, yeah, you got to take the bacon, no matter what mood you're in. That's a t-shirt, too. You got to take the bacon. No. <laughs> they, they, the uh, <laughs> they, they, went, they named several different kinds of worst beverages. Uh, the worst margarita, it actually, it's bad, but it's not horrible. It's, it's 890 calories. It has no fat, but it has 183 grams of carbs. Whoa. Uh, wow. But the name alone deserves it to be on the worst margarita list because it is the Red Lobster Lobsterita. <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. I, wonder so if there are chunks I don't of think what the nutritional in information matters. It's called the Lobsterita. Yeah. So. And honestly, if you're getting margaritas to wash down your lobster, like you've got some problems anyway. Yeah, you're a sick, you're, you're a sick human being anyway. Speaking of, speaking of, uh, you're bringing up something that struck me yesterday. I was, I, I had a red eye back from Seattle, 
And at 6.40, we land in the Philadelphia airport. I had a layover in Philadelphia, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I get off the plane. It's 6.50 in the morning. There is a line for cheesesteaks. And the bar had like six or eight guys who are halfway down beers. Wow. At seven in the morning. Were they all European? Seven in the morning? Seven in the morning. First of all, why is the bar even open? I resent that comment. <laughs> no, they, they, I, they looked like <laughs> locals. They didn't look like... People who that went to the airport. You, you said in the airport. In the airport. So you don't. So that you don't think that they were just on a different time zone. How so where, where were they coming from? New Zealand. Where? No, that's when what I'm saying. Airport? Like maybe I mean, you're from New Zealand. You want an icy beverage? Why are you going to Philly? If you're from New Zealand, that would have gone through like L.A. or something. Yeah, I don't you know? know. I was just thinking out loud. I just, a way I, to explain it. Aside and if you're traveling, you want to reacclimate to your new time zones. Yeah. I mean, I, I, aside from the fact that apparently Philadelphia has a crippling alcohol problem. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're eating cheesesteaks for breakfast. Yeah, I'm not sure which one's worse. <laughs> yeah, what a if- beer at 7 in the morning or a Philly cheesesteak at 7 in the morning. Which is a sign of more I- mental instability. <laughs> You just made an interesting point because you said that you want to culturally acclimate, but what if that was the culture that you were trying to acclimate to? <laughs> okay. Beer and cheesesteak at 7 a.m. That would be a bad have time. You been in, have you been in Philadelphia previously at that time of day? No. So you can't verify whether that is just how it happens there. Yeah. Or <laughs> just around the clock. That could thing. just be the breakfast of champions for all, <laughs> yeah. for all Philadelphia natives. Man, they must have tum sales like <laughs> unbelievably high I there. Believe it. And then I and then I turned the corner to the little food court and uh, I was just looking for some breakfast or something and there was a pizza place open selling pizza was at it cold? seven AM. No, no, no. Just oh. normal because cold pizza is great for normal breakfast. sausage pizza. And there was a line there too, and nobody was selling breakfast. Your options were cheesesteaks or pizza or beers. Wow. Or cheesesteak pizza. <laughs> Actually, that probably was one. There I wasn't even a it. Cinnabon. I don't know. I I I was so turned. You're off. better I off just, eating the cheesesteak. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to the. But I, I did see a special for sixty three strips of bacon. So. <laughs> well, does anyone want to guess what the worst soda is? Yes, I uh, know. I mean, it's got to be Mountain Dew, right? It is not. It is not Mountain Dew. It is uh, Sunkissed. Really? Yeah, which I'm shocked. I didn't even know they still made it. Um, huh. It's it's 320 calories for, for one song. 84 grams of sugar in one bottle of Sunkissed. Wow. 84 grams. Maya's doing a new thing where she got, she got a book. Uh, belly fat diet. Yeah, belly fat diet. And he's talking about a ways to burn fat and and the thing that you have to stay away from is is sugars Mm -hmm. and even in like every i mean everything even diet foods there's just like the sugar gives it the flavor you should have no more than 15 grams a day if you want to like burn yeah if you want to lose weight 15 grams of sugar a day how many grams of sugar in is in one can of sunkiss jesse uh sunkiss has 84 grams of sugar wow in one can (sighs) yeah and one bottle like the, the 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 bottles you buy the gas not a two liter like the you know like the 20 ounce yeah, the 20 ounce. Do you remember when Pepsi came out with this big slam and it was like 24 ounces? Mm-hmm. I remember being 10 and thinking that that was awesome because it meant more Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> well, does, does anyone want to guess what the, the, the worst bottled water is? is it, I don't even understand. It, well, well, like, you know, they have like smart water. They have uh, vitamin water. Is it, a, is it a vitamin water? I would say vitamin water. No. It is. I haven't actually seen this one in the store, but it's the Snapple antioxidant water. Huh. Oh, it's the uh, that has 150 cal. This is a 20. This is a 20 ounce bottle. 
Okay, so and you look at the bottle, you're like, you know, that'd be a good like post workout drink. Well, you're pretty much canceling out the workout because it's 150 calories and 33 grams of sugar. Man, 33 grams of sugar in a water, and that's the in agave melon antioxidant snapple water. At that point, you, you see antioxidant, just, you think, oh, this is healthy for yeah. me. And yeah. water. At that point, you should just pick up a bag of Cheetos. Or uh, mm. it's the sugar equivalent of two good humor chocolate eclair bars. Wow. Can I ask a, a really obvious question? Yes. Yeah. What, whatever happened to just tap water? It's not fancy. Yeah, well, <laughs> fancy gives you a big thighs, apparently. <laughs> I, I like my water to cost me at least $2. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's just silly because it's free everywhere. But I really like, I also like my water to cause a nation's epidemic of obesity. Right. You got to keep it going. You're not going to get that from the tap. Yeah, I'm trying to stimulate the economy. That's what's happening. Yeah. All right. Who is another slice? All right. I this is this isn't like a really funny offbeat one, but it kind of ties into the ending of Lost, which a lot of us have been talking about all week. So did you guys I mean, did everyone see it already? Yeah. Yes, Jesse doesn't watch it. Though. Okay. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it yet. You haven't seen it yet. Seen don't, it yet? don't say anything. I won't I won't spoil I won't spoil the ending. That's what our that's what our question is but during it was aliens lloyd <laughs> it was all a dream during the credits they showed these like three or four scenes of the initial plane crash right and so everyone oh, was ruined to- it <laughs> so everyone was spoiler trying to, alert yeah so everyone was trying to figure out like you know what did these mean were the creators trying to give some like hidden message that we were trying to figure out like saying they were dead all along or um something like that so like you know can i just say i that's what i thought it did. I mean, when I watched it on my plane back from, yeah. from Seattle, I'm sitting there watching it by myself, and I thought that that image at the very end meant what you just said. That they'd all died? Ultimately. Lloyd might not want to listen. I don't wait, know wait. I'm, I'm going to say this. I've told you I haven't seen it, but people were unkind enough on Twitter that I think I pretty much know what happened. So <laughs> well, no, just this is pretend only, like I've heard seen it. This is during the credits. Yeah, so it's, it's during not, the credits. It's, not giving it's just a picture away. of the crash from oh, the se- right. first season. For, from right. the first season, yeah. And so, anyway, I thought that that's what it was yeah, saying. Yeah, so everyone was trying to like, figure this oh, out. oh, look at it. This is what the crash actually looked like. Right. Nobody could have survived it. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah, so they show all these random pictures. So, you know, obviously, like, the blogosphere is going nuts trying to figure out, you know, does this have some other meaning that changes the whole show? And um, so, and then on Tuesday, ABC releases, or Wednesday, ABC releases a statement, and they're like, no, the creators had nothing to do with it. We put it in because we wanted to help people decompress before the evening news. Hmm. And I'm like, if you wanted to help people decompress, why didn't you just show, like, I don't know, some of those, like, screen saver things that you put on during iTunes when you're feeling especially stressed out? <laughs> or just keep yeah, it just, black and yeah. people can just sit there and... And who needs to decompress before you watch the evening news? <laughs> like, you should you should be amped up before you watch the evening news because all you're going to get are stories about how you're going to get cancer from eating yeah. too much cat food. Or all the killers on the loose in your area. Exactly. They should have just done successories. <laughs> exactly. And I don't I know that the cat food thing was strange, but it is sweeps month. Really? You never know what they're gonna bring up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Mm. So in tech news this week, Apple passed Microsoft in as far as uh, value of yeah. the company. And they're the number two most valuable company in the world behind Exxon. Really? No. Wow. Yeah, wow. yeah they passed Microsoft. Their uh, their their market capitalization that's how they value companies is a value of 222 billion dollars which is about 3 billion ahead of Microsoft 
Wow. And just a few years ago, Microsoft was worth in the 400s mm-hmm. of billions, and now they're worth about half that. And and Apple was worth like 60 billion. And it was like 400 to 60. That was the difference in the companies. And now Apple is bigger. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. They keep coming out with all these cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back to my slice. Uh, back in 1997, <laughs> so not all that long ago, mm-hmm. Apple was... You know, it was pre-boom, you know. It was so insignificant that Michael Dell, the founder of Dell Computers, Mm -hmm. suggested publicly that Apple should just close up shop and return the money to the shareholders. Today, Today, Dell is worth about barely a tenth as much as as Apple. I was going to say, where's Dell? Yeah. Yeah, chew on that. That same year, Apple had to accept, they were struggling so bad, they had to accept a $150 million investment from Microsoft. I remember that. Shut up. And Microsoft did the investment because if, if Apple had gone out of business... Uh, Microsoft would have had a monopoly. Right. And so they would have been broken up. Like back, uh, antitrust government regulations, like back in, you know, 50 years ago, broke up the bells, the ba- to the baby bell, Southern Bell, right. Pacific Bell, and all that, because they were a monopoly. So the company, the government came in and broke them up. So the government would have come in and broken up Microsoft mm-hmm. if there was no competition. So Microsoft needed to keep Apple in business and invested $150 million to keep them afloat. And now they're bigger than Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, we'll wrap up slices. Up next, Tenth Avenue North. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Cornerstone Festival. Six days packed full of great music. Catch live performances from bands like Switchfoot, Paper Out, Deus Vale, Future of Forestry, Isley, the David Crowder Band, and so many more. Plus experience the art fairs, the seminars, and the teaching and worship to encourage you in your faith. It's all happening June 28th through July 3rd in Bushnell, Illinois. Get your tickets today at cornerstonefestival.com. You're listening to Holy Ghost! Exclamation point. The song is I Will Come Back. Holy Ghost not being the actual Holy Ghost. He doesn't have a recording career. Um, but <laughs> that, that it's, an electro, it's an electronic duo. A very good electronic duo, in my opinion. And we run a lot of their songs on Relevant TV because they're totally clean. Mm-hmm. They, they have no redemptive value or substance, really. But... The name is Holy Ghost, and so we can... It sounds Christian, so we can get away with it. Plus, I mean, plus for all the kids out there, if you're ever listening to something and your parents say, what are you listening to? You just go, listening to the Spirit. <laughs> and then you're only kind of lying. You can't... But you still have to put the exclamation <laughs> I guess point, so either you have to shout it or say <laughs> exclamation point. You have to shout it. I'm listening to the Holy Ghost! <laughs> yeah. And and the song is I Will Come Back, so even their song names sound, sound uh, Christian. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Remedy Drive with the song Rescue. It's playing right now on Relevant.tv. Check it out. Okay. 10th Avenue North came on the scene a couple of years ago. The band consists of Mike Donahue, Jason Jameson, and Jeff Owen. Their sophomore album called The Light Meets the Dark came out just recently, maybe last month. They stopped by the Relevant Studios to perform a few songs. Here they are performing Healing Begins. So you thought you had to keep this up 
All the work that you do So we think that you're good And you can't believe it's not enough All the walls you built up Are just glass on the outside So let them fall down There's freedom waiting in the sound When you let your walls fall to the ground That was 10th Avenue North. Check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com.
You're listening to Silver Sun Pickups, not to be confused with Silver Spun Pickups. The song is Substitution, and it's a double whammy. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm and Relevant.tv. Check it out. Okay, it is time for a very special segment that Chad and Jesse and Lloyd cooked up today. As many of you know, Bear Grylls' new show is called Worst Case Scenario, and he puts himself in various predicaments and, and helps you survive these worst-case scenarios. So tornadoes or earthquakes or whatever. Uh, so in that vein, Jesse, why don't you tell us what we're going to do here? Well, basically, you know, we want to show that we are also experts in not only survival, but also social survival. Not, not only, you know, actual survival, but survival in social situations, um, you know, awkward moments, cougar attacks, um, you name you mean, it. Mi- you, mean, you mean divorcees? Divorcees. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean both, even at the same time. <laughs> I would know what to do. I would know what to do. Hold on. Did you, did you, do you ever read Bill Simmons? The, the uh, occasionally. Guy? Okay. I, I read him a couple of weeks ago when he, he had gone around in round two. He had gone to a Boston game. He'd gone to the Orlando Atlanta game, game two. He went to an LA Lakers game and he went to whatever the other West coast, uh, the San Antonio mm-hmm. series. And so he was just doing a diary and observations about all of them. It was the first time he'd ever been to a magic game in person. And, uh, he said that Orlando, that he, he's never been in a place that had more cougars in his life. <laughs> and he said he totally understands why somebody like Tiger Woods would get in trouble here. <laughs> and that oh he said, if you're a middle-aged guy who's divorced and looking to get with some hot cougars, that move to Orlando immediately because we are teaming with attractive women who at some point in their life probably worked at a Hooters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Have have we got through a podcast like maybe for several weeks with not without mentioning Tiger Woods? <laughs> yeah, no, Probably it not. doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So um, anyway, I just thought it was funny that he. I never really noticed our cougar population at Magic Games, to be honest with you. But hmm. maybe in his. Do you think in the next? Do you think in the next census that will be a question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Jesse, the the thing here is, uh, Chad wrote up a bunch of situations and I will throw out worst case scenarios and, and And, and, and you guys will kind of provide us with ideas for surviving these situations. Okay. And and let, let me say this, that there are three main things that I'll probably default to. One is run to the panic room. Okay. (laughs) The second is parkour. (laughs) (laughs) parkour will get you out of most scenarios (laughs) i found that is true that is true i mean there's there's hardly a scenario that you couldn't use parkour to get out of Mm. a social and in the wild and the the third is macing someone really so i'm just thinking about at a party and someone (laughs) corners you awkwardly and then they're like i mean if they're they're like so are you dating anyone and you just turn around and go do you know what parkour is let me show you. And then you run or away and it's, it's Don't fine. even say anything. Just do I mean, it. You, yeah, you just... You just and you as know, you're going... Move, and the person's like, did that guy just do a gainer? 
yeah. but you have to I'll do it like they did on the office and yell the term parkour, parkour <laughs> as you're doing it. And if you're really good, you grab some food on the way out yep. as you slide oh. under the table. That's right. Yeah, it, like like some like one of your friends who's a girl come up to you like crying like I just got done with this really hard relationship and you just look right at her and go parkour <laughs> and you jump out the window <laughs> on the escape doing a flip. I would like to also point. I would like to point out that uh, Josh Loveless is not with us this week. He was just really quiet. <laughs> yeah, Josh Loveless is not with us. And so, what do we do? All the substance goes flying right out the window. <laughs> can, so. I, can I just put in a, my legal team probably didn't get this to you in time, but I refuse to respond to the situation of what to do when there is a romantic advance from a pig. <laughs> <laughs> a long time Aww. podcast listeners will appreciate that reference. Boy. Um, Again, the answer is parkour. <laughs> <laughs> I think mace, mace might work better in that situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Okay, here we go. Situation number one. While on a walk, you get attacked by a swarm of killer bees. How mm. do you get out of this situation? <laughs> Parkour. They'll see one backflip and know they don't want to sting you. <laughs> okay. You start spitting on yourself and your saliva will make them go away. Hmm. Stop, drop, and roll. That's my other one. Stop, drop, and roll. All right. <laughs> so, okay, another one. When uh, you get to your hotel room and find another couple occupying your room. That is a pretty bad scenario. That's almost as bad as getting attacked by bees. <laughs> but yet again, par- that parkour bad? would work again. Parkour yeah. would work. You, you go down Find to- the nearest window and do your sweetest parkour <laughs> Give that couple a story for the rest of their life. You go down to the lobby and ask them for another room. <laughs> yeah. Good solution. Way, way to suck the life out of the room. Or, or you invoke, or you yell squatter's rights, sit down on the floor and refuse to leave. <laughs> they actually did it on the Brer Girls show and that's exactly what he did. <laughs> you turn he got on a, really indignant. You turn on HBO and just sit there. <laughs> All right. Um, next one. While on a date, you start oh. to question the gender of your date. Oh! oh. <laughs> you. I feel like there are several non-podcast safe solutions. <laughs> Do you just grab? Oh, yeah. No. Wait, am I, you just stay away am from I, it. I, just grab the check. <laughs> Stop, grab, and roll. (laughs) (laughs) Parkour. (laughs) Grab and then parkour. Do I suspect... Wait, am I... While on a date, you start to question the gender of your date. Maybe you ask a question like, man, I really am glad I don't have to sit down when I use the restroom. Or you just go... just wait for them to... Man, are you? (laughs) (laughs) Did you just come out of the men's room? <laughs> I think would be the question to start with. All right. Uh, yes, run. Parkour. <laughs> Next one. You're driving in traffic and your car horn starts honking and won't stop. Oh. What do you do? I've, I've actually had this happen. What I did was I jumped out of the moving car <laughs> and just ran, just got out of there because I knew it wasn't going to end well. Then I came back and set the car on fire. <laughs> And what I did was I prevented a bad situation from becoming worse. Mm-hmm. Why would that be a bad thing? Because people would think you're beeping at them. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. My solution would be just start to wave. <laughs> <laughs> just look at people and wave. All right. Next one. You're 100 miles from home at a gas station with no gas in your car and your credit card won't work. What do you do? 
Start a new life. <laughs> Start looking for jobs in town and pick a new name. Congratulations, clean, yes. you got a clean slate. Cleaning the cars. Um, okay, next one. Uh, you're in an airplane, and the woman next to you goes into labor. What do you do? Help. Pretend you're mind lost. You pretend you're asleep. See, <laughs> request. See, Chad, that's seat. too like real. Like that's a real medical emergency. I the, a more a, a more daunting question, which I a situation that I faced coming back from Seattle. I don't and I didn't know what to do. I was on a plane and there was a woman next to me who had really bad gas. <laughs> and this I was, isn't the same, you know. Oh, I know, but I'm just saying that would have <laughs> so been a more. I, but what do you do? What did you do? I, I breathe through my mouth. <laughs> like, for like two hours. I was watching Lost. Wow. I don't know what you would do. What do you do? Do you nudge her? I mean, like, excuse me, ma'am. Was she awake? Yes. The man oh. that the pilot Reading. lay in the plane. <laughs> could you tell, like, could you tell that she was like... She was doing, like, little grunts. Like... <laughs> Was she doing sort of the oh one, like the one? Was she doing sort of like the one cheek sneak where she would like lean for a second? Yeah, and then do a little. See, because the, the advantage to, I will say this: now. as someone who's flown across the ocean a lot, the advantage to being on the plane is that no one can hear you whenever you have gas because of the engines. You do what this. What are you flying? Hey. I on an eight-hour flight. Spruce you go to the restroom. On a, no, on an eight-hour flight, at some point you're going to wake up and you're going to. Eh, I don't want to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you. That's why you tuck in your blanket around you. Oh, yeah. um, you, you have, have a whole system. With you. You've thought Ever. about this for way Ever. too much time. Yeah. yeah. All right. The next question is: You find yourself on an airplane with Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> what, do do? what do you do? Yeah. Don't lift the blanket. Land this bird. <laughs> Never lift the blanket. Parkour. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. So. Right down the aisle. <laughs> I'm out of here, lady. <laughs> Next one. A deadly bat gets loose in your house. Now, what is deadly about this bat, Chad? Does he have rabies, rabies or something? Yes, rabies. Of course. Rabies. Okay. A, rab- a rabid. So you say a rabid bat. It sounded, it sounded way more interesting to say deadly. Okay. I've had it's my shots. Be, so I'm just taking it out with a Yeah, it's got to be something worse than rabies. Like, no, this is this is definitely a panic. Uh, maybe like it a rabid. AIDS. Yeah, a rabid bat with like, with like AIDS and diphtheria. Okay. <laughs> the AIDS bat. And, and cholera. Like every, every disease that we've knocked out is in this bat. Okay. So wow. you're gonna get smallpox okay and <laughs> i just fever. remember that episode of the office where he traps it on your head <laughs> you remember? Yeah. yeah oh the, oh nightmares that would be the worst oh. ever what do you do yeah how do you get I, I, would, I would have to burn the house down i think <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> contain it in an area and then just set that area on fire your solutions cost a lot of money. Like I Jesse. said, I, what I the last thing I want to do is make a bad situation. Work, so I'd have to burn my house. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse's going to call his insurance agent, find out how much his house is insured for, make sure he has fire insurance, and then light a match. Or could you just open a window and leave? Yeah, but then someone else is going to get like, AIDS, like diphtheria, and dengue you. fever. That's uh, honestly, if there is a bat with those kind of diseases in it, I'm going to guess that it's being used as a biological attack by terrorists anyway. So there's there's going to be tons of them outside. That's I say you point. deal with the one in your house, and then you come up with a plan to get the rest of the seven thousand that they've so instigated like a, throughout society. Like a zombie type thing. So yeah. if you open yeah. the window, the terrorists have won. True. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. While playing golf, your ball lands right next to an alligator. What do you do? 
not pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> you take Howard's Did we not score? watch Happy Gilmore? Like you take what's, what's take your a mulligan up to this. Yeah, point. you take a mulligan. Like <laughs> take a mulligan. Not like you're well, a pro. Or two. No, no. But I'm saying at this point in the game, are you scoring pretty well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is you're, you're playing with Tiger Woods. Perfect game. Yeah. With you have a couple cougars. The round of a lifetime. You got a couple cougars watching from the cart. <laughs> you want to impress them. I, I, I mean, did we learn nothing from Happy Gilmore here, oh, folks? Of course, I, mean, sure. I thought you guys were a little bit more daring. No, yeah. no, no. I would I'm take what I would belt. do. This is probably true. I would go for like a polo style hit, where I would be driving the <laughs> golf cart with a club and then just ride by and whack it like Prince William. You, know, you, you realize that I like these... that you just pulled out a Prince William reference. <laughs> yeah, I find that offensive. Floyd will get it. Floyd will get it. He plays polo, right? The king, the sport of kings. <laughs> oh yeah, he does. Let, let's just be all stereotypical and not <laughs> monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not mocking. I'm saying I just because you guys have got a cool, you know, uh, we've got a cool president. He plays basketball, and we just have, you know, posh people who just, you know, well, they, are irritating. They hunt, they so hunt foxes. Lloyd, I called it the sport of kings. So, <laughs> so you do realize that alligators can run on land up to 35 miles an hour in short bursts. He, you, you run and okay, him. Yeah, you, they can. But did they know parkour? <laughs> that's, true. that's true yeah but i'm talking about a really good round here i'm talking like <laughs> 72 okay so you would hit the ball and keep playing i mean you would hit the ball as your next shot you would not like drop it somewhere else or like, like i said if i if i wasn't close enough if i could pull off a maneuver in the golf cart like a polo style hit I think I would go for if i'm having a really good round who who's your golf partner that's not letting you take a mulligan here <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I play this thing honestly. <laughs> Worst case scenario, playing golf with Ryan. Just FYI, you, you can't hit the ball from the cart while the cart's moving. I mean, that's not a legal shot. That's true. Is it? No. That's hockey. <laughs> <Is> it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any it's game, any enough. game where they would let you hit the ball from a moving cart is a game where they would also let you just take a mulligan. <laughs> that is not a tournament, my friend. That's a good point. <laughs> All right, yeah, here we go. Is, next one. That's crazy golf. Um, you find yourself on the worst date ever. What do you do? I thought we already had this question. The worst date ever, would, you would start to question the gender of your date. I think it's the same answer as if you come across three bears. You just <laughs> puff up and play dead. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure we're puffing yeah. up. I'm not feeling so well. Oh. <laughs> so you don't and play that. You fake your own death. You keep opening one eye and looking up. <laughs> I would tuck a blanket underneath my legs and just keep trumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you just you just slowly lay on the ground like you're yeah like you're falling asleep and keep looking up and occasionally go you gone yet? Ah, <laughs> oh, it's too bad you're not single anymore, Jesse. I was gonna say that's the most tactful thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it spares her feelings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gone yet? <laughs> and All then right. just lie there. <laughs> All right, last one. Well, last situation. Your car breaks down on an opening drawbridge. What do you do? <laughs> like it's going up? Yes. Ooh. And you're on it. Uh, Scream? Probably <laughs> That's my answer to Roll think. back and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just swan dive. It should be more like... There's no fighting those kind of mechanisms. 
your car stalls where it opens and the drawbridge starts to open with yeah. you. So you're Ooh. like raised slightly, slightly the raising, air, but it keeps, and it's like yeah. teetering. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking that that'd be a really good one. That, that's really the worst case. Because the other case, you know, I mean, there's a there's a variety. You get out of the car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're teetering at the tip of a can you park open car out of that? I don't think you can. Yeah. If yeah. you lean forward, no, if you I was, open the door, in all scenarios, I was joking about the parkour. This one, I'm absolutely serious. <laughs> if you can do a sweet backflip to get you back on the bridge, you better do it now. If I just sit there and wait. For it to close back again. <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just sitting in the car waiting for it to close back, like trying to teeter the car back. You lower your seat down so you're laying down, and so that you can balance perfectly. I like that. Yeah. It, w- it would be the most sensible thing if if you yeah. get all the way to the top and you have it tipped one way or the other. Most likely, you'll be able to go right back down again. No, but, no, but you're really teetering. Like so, you know, like every exhale, you know, your car teeters a little. So you, it's going to be a tense ten minutes or so. Yeah, it's, uh, well, you've all seen the uh, the Italian job, the original, uh-huh. where the the bus is oh. is wobbly, and if he goes forward, he goes backwards, and there's gold sliding backwards and forwards. No, I only. You're thinking of make. speed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what I was thinking. And in that case, you gun it and fly across the <laughs> fly, fly across the freeway. No, I, I, I think I'm going to go with my original answer. I'm just going to sit still, <laughs> wait for the drawbridge to close. That's and so then... British. <laughs> you just stay in line. Just stoic. Yeah, just stay just cute. Very patient. Stiff, stiff upper lip. Maybe light a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just start flooring it and just see what happens. <laughs> I can't tell. You, I can't tell you what the outcome's going to be. But and there's the awesome. two personalities oh in a nutshell. I think. <laughs> I think I would choose my death song. Oh. On my iPod, oh. just cue it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if I if I'm gonna go out, you this is the song, song I want playing. Well, what I, have, is your death I song? do have a funeral song. Like what I have, I already my okay. Is it love in any language? No. <laughs> so my best friend and I, my best friend Brett and I, have had conversations about like this, your is, this is so morbid. Yeah, about like what song we want as people are tossing dirt on our coffins, mm-hmm. because the goal is to make everyone miss you and as sad as possible. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I picked this really spare, depressing folk song called "All Is Well" about dying. Mm-hmm. Chad, can you cue up "All Is All Is Well" by Sam Amidon? It's it's funny because yours, you know, I probably cue up a song too right before I gunned it. Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so here is uh, here's a little of All Is Well. Is it death? Is it death? See, the dirt would be going on the coffin. Oh, it's like a movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> then I, I look at the drawbridge operator and wink and then I <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and then like I said, just see what happens from there. I did a dance to this song in high school. I can tell you that if you put this song on in any scenario, don't worry, it's all gonna be alright. <laughs> I can see Jesse chasing a bat around his house with, that <laughs> <laughs> with like a tennis racket in one hand and a plastic bag in the other. <laughs> Basically, that song is the soundtrack of his it's life. It's me or the yeah. bat. Yeah, here you, bat. One of us ain't leaving this house alive. <laughs> All right, 
That'll do it for the worst case scenario segment. Up next, 10th Avenue North. Stay tuned. You're listening to Blitz and Trapper. The song is Gold for Bread, playing right now on Relevant.fm. I love Blitz and Trapper. It's from their album Fur. They have a, they have a new album coming out in June. I was going to ask when the new album's coming out, because yes. that was uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. It's really cool. It's like a wood cover mm-hmm. with this like Iron Maiden font. Yeah. It's cool. a great, great just juxtaposition. Okay, it's time for 10th Avenue North. Their new album just came out recently. It's called The Light Meets the Dark. It's their sophomore release. You can check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. Here they are performing You Are More. There's a girl in the corner With tear stains on her eyes From the places she's wandered And the shame she can't hide She says, how did I get here? I'm not who I once was And I'm crippled by the fear I've fallen too far to love, yeah Don't you know who you are? What has been done for you, yeah Don't you know who you are? You are more than the choices that you make You are more than the sum of your past mistakes You are more than the problems you create You've been remade Well, she tries to believe it She's been given new life, oh But she can't shake the feeling That it's not true tonight She knows all the answers She's rehearsed all the lines So, So she'll try to do better But then she's too weak to try Don't you know who you are? You are more than the choices that you make You are more than the sum of your past mistakes You are more than the problems you create You've been remade You are more than the choices that you make You are more than the sum of your past mistakes You are more than the problems you create You've been remade you've done what's been done for you this is not about where you've been where your brokenness brings you to this is not about what you feel but what he felt to forgive you and what he felt to make you new you are more than the choices that you You are more than the sum of your past mistakes You are more than the problems you create 
you've been remade You are more than the choices that you make You are more than the summer past mistake You are more than the problems you create You've been remade You've been remade, can you believe? You've been remade, you've been remade. That was 10th Avenue North. Check them out at 10thAvenueNorth.com. You're listening to The Minor Birds. The song is Numbers Don't Lie. It's playing right now on Relevant.tv. All right, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you, we want to know which TV shows you thought ended the best. And if you didn't like the ending of one of your favorite shows, how would you change it? You guys uh, went over to the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com, posted your replies there. Here are some of our favorites. Uh, KG uh, said Scrubs. Best almost, but not really. No, now we're serious. Let's try it on another network. Didn't work. So now it's finally in the show finale. I love the show, but they killed it three years in a row. Usually yeah. a show only gets one finale. Scrubs got three. Yeah. Right. It's true. Is the, is the one that, that just went where that was like them teaching the younger people, was that done with? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's that just officially, ended. Yeah. they're not going to try and make it come back alive anymore. Yeah, that was painful to watch. Yeah. Well, Zach said 24. He said he'd seen every episode and all eight seasons, and he was happy with the way it ended, that Jack was still alive. And Well, has everyone seen it? Wait, I haven't seen the last one. <laughs> have, have you really not seen the last one? No, but go ahead, spoil it. You, you, you know, you've spoiled polo for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it for Lloyd, but Zach is satisfied with it. I was satisfied. I, th- I thought they could have, you know done cooler stuff but it was a fitting end to 24 Mm. except the movie that's coming out yeah except there's probably gonna be a sweet movie coming out too so jj says i would have liked to have seen will smith wrap his exit off the set of the fresh prince it would have only been fitting i completely disagree i thought the ending of of uh fresh prince was stunningly moving it was when they were moving and the house was empty yeah and will is standing there by himself because he was being left behind because he was staying and, and Uncle Phil came back in. You remember? And they had that <laughs> moment, that kind of father-son. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Uh, bawling. I was bawling. <laughs> it was so powerful. They arm around each other, walk off the set, right? House is empty, empty house. And then at the last split second, comic relief, Carlton comes running down the stairs. He had been on the toilet. Did everybody leave? You know, and they, like they left yeah. him behind. Forgot yeah, about oh, it. but ima- okay, now imagine this scenario. Uncle Phil and Will Smith are there, okay? And they're hugging and crying in the empty house. Will Smith looks right at the camera and go, yo, parents just don't understand. And then just goes, and it goes into the music video. No. No. It was moving. It was moving. Don't ruin it. Was there any other ones? Uh, MASH. Uh, Sarah says, MASH, my parents say they remember exactly where they were located when they watched the final episode. My guess would be in front of a television. Was, this uh, was me. Was their <laughs> yeah, their living room watching <laughs> it yeah. on TV. 
Where were you when you saw the 18th episode of Seinfeld you ever saw? Same place. <laughs> yeah. All right. If you want to add to that conversation, head over to the podcast episode page for last week and chime in. Uh, for this week's question of the week, here it is. Editorial question of the week. Okay. So, you know, we just got off on a little tangent on the worst case scenario. There's a lot of death situations in there and, and the guy started talking about the songs that they want to play mm-hmm. in their in their final scene. <laughs> and so we thought, we want to know what, what song you want to play in your final scene and what do you want that scene to be? How do you want to go out? Is it like kind of Jesse style, Blaze of Glory, Gun the Car, Highway to the Danger Zone? Is it <laughs> is it is it more like um, Ryan's where it's a little melancholy, sad, you're weeping at the end? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thelma and Louise style. Like, how do you envision... Thelma and Louise style. <laughs> how do you envision the final scene playing out and what song is playing? I remember in college, we used to have these extended conversations over lunch. I mean, we're talking like a couple hours, just plotting the best ways to go out in a blaze of glory. That was sort of the thematic element of the conversations. Mm-hmm. And usually, usually they ended when someone brought this one out because it was impossible to trump. It was always, you spend a few months digging a trench in front of Fort Knox, you get yourself two machine guns and several grenades, and then you just run and shoot everything you have, and then you're going to get picked off. But, like, the thought of running with ammo strapped across your back and firing into the air madly while explosions are going off at Fort Knox is incredible. Well, what about boys. what about if your scenario somehow involves? I don't really know the context, but I don't think the context is important. It involves you running through a flaming wall on horseback, <laughs> screaming, and and all you know is that you're saving a lot of people somehow. I don't know. I don't know what the actual. <laughs> you need to be screaming freedom, though. Yeah, you're on a horse screaming freedom, jumping through a flaming wall with your fist in the air. I don't even know how you die. I don't even know. What song is playing? Highway to Danger. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. And you're yeah, you're screaming freedom, and like you know, some I don't like I said the context doesn't matter. All you need to know is you're on a horse. There's fire. Highway to the Danger Zone, and a lot of people lives are getting saved i was gonna say you know i I mean danger zone obviously fits in most anywhere but welcome to the jungle would be an apt choice for that situation too welcome but you're welcoming so the person died i don't get i think bon jovi it's my life (laughs) 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 it's now or never yeah i can see that so we want to know your final scene and what song is playing in the closing credits all right, so head over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com and post it there. If you would like to give us an audio uh, description, you can call our podcast hotline. It's 407-660-1411, extension 126. Don't call any of the other extensions. 126. 126. Okay, before we wrap it up, I got, I got a, a kind of a cool opportunity to uh, throw at you. Uh, this summer, there's a couple of good music festivals. One of them is Cornerstone. We, we like Cornerstone a lot. We go every year. This year, we have an opportunity for a, um, two of you, two of you, we need two of you to help us out at Cornerstone. We can get you in for free. Um, what we need you to do for us is just to hand out some magazines. Um, it doesn't take very long. And help us by hanging a large relevant banner on the stage that we're sponsoring. That's all you got to do. That's all the work you have to do. And we can get you in for free. And, and if you know Cornerstone, it's a multi-day, very cool music cool. Uh, festival and very expensive. Some of the artists that'll be there this year are Switchfoot, Deus Vale, 
David Carter Band, The Almost, Me Without You, Paper Route, Over the Rhine, Future of Forestry, Isley Seabird, bunch more. It's a great lineup. So if you want to go to Cornerstone for free and help us out, this is a key. You have to help us out a little bit. Um, we are going to give away two passes. The way you can get in free to Cornerstone and Rep Relevant is to tweet us. Our Twitter name is Relevant Mag. So you have to tweet us with the hashtag Cornerstone Festival, all one word, and the website, cornerstonefestival.com. So all three elements must be in your tweet to qualify, at Relevant Mag, hashtag Cornerstone Festival, and the website, cornerstonefestival.com. And we will pick two people at random cool. who do this in the next week. The, the uh, festival is June 28th through July 3rd, so we need to line up people pretty quickly. So uh, go do that. Well, on that note, we'll wrap it up. Many thanks to 10th Avenue North for coming through. You can check out their new sophomore album, The Light Meets the Dark, at Stores Nationwide and obviously at iTunes. Uh, you can get tour information and, and uh, other stuff at 10thAvenueNorth.com. Go check them out. Okay, on that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Maya Strang. I'm Ryan Ham. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm Lloyd Kinsley. There you go. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com. I'm out of here, lady.